welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to the Beautiful Soul Podcast. I am super excited to have you guys here today, specifically because I have my favorite person in the world here with me today, and that is... My name is Luca. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the first time I ever did a podcast, remember? Oh my God. So this is um, going to be, yes, we're going to give you guys some good, uh, powerful stuff here today, but we're probably going to go on lots of like tangents and humor because that's how our relationship is. If you guys don't know who Luca is, Luca, it's my fiance. Um, and <laughs> he has a podcast himself called Feeling Alive with Luca Reedy. He is a hypnotherapist. He, oh, newly a hypnotherapist mm. officially, which is very exciting. He runs group programs. He does one-on-one coaching and counseling, and he's absolutely incredible at what he does and he is my fiance and he has a podcast which is funny because we had a podcast together you you were originally the podcast queen yeah because you were going on like you're going on this rampage of like i want to be on um i want to like be a speaker on stage and help people which is still coming just no no it is but covid stopped it right and so you were like i'm gonna get myself on all these different podcasts i think i was on like like, 50 podcasts before i had my own it's a couple years ago yeah and i was like oh my god that's awesome i wish one day i could be on some podcasts that was literally what i was thinking at that time i was like i'd love to remember and then you knew Lockie. you reached out to Lockie, got on his podcast and, and open up podcast yeah. and then you're like you know what i've got another guest that i think would be really good for you luca he's had a really incredible story All right and i was like hmm and she's like and then I re- he reached out to me a couple months later i got on that but that wasn't my first podcast that was my so second our first podcast we actually did together his first podcast we get we did together with george perry george perry and she interviewed you first and yeah. she's and and how did she uh, want i don't know i was just contact but i was um just about to head off to world championships as australia's first mixed duet i'm about to publish my book and so it was just reaching out i'm a bit of a go-getter um if you guys don't know me behind the scenes i decide that i desire something and then i do everything to manifest into my reality um and i just reached out to her and then she came over and recorded a podcast with me at our place we were like newly moved in newly together at the time and then realized how freaking fantastic you are and then we did one together but literally guys the first podcast that luca did he was i remember this in my head so georgia was like so who are you luca and you're like well i'm 
I'm a man. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. We'd have to find that episode. I don't yeah. know if you could find it on George's Kicking Goals podcast. Kicking Goals, yeah, I think that if it's still around. But anyways, anyway, I ended up loosening. I ended up loosening oh up god. by Thank the end. God. And oh man, like now, look at me. Look at me. I am Luca. To like <laughs> having Luca. my own show and ended up getting on that next podcast with Lockie not mm. long after, and everyone was like. Dude, you need to have a podcast because you owned that. And I was like, really? Mm. And sure enough, here we are. And I was on his podcast a few times, but then I kept wanting to be on his podcast. <laughs> and I was like, hey, baby, we should do an episode on this and then this and then this. And you're like, I don't know if I want to. I want to just talk about my own stuff. You didn't actually say I that. I didn't say that. And that's what you've picked up, obviously. Clearly, <laughs> it's coming out for the first time. <laughs> Um, yeah, which we all talk I about actually today. was in the stage where I'm like, I'm not putting any content out right now, yeah. and it needs to be in alignment with what I want to put out and what I'm feeling the people need in in the energy of it, and that's why. Yeah, and so then I just decided not because of but that. It pushed you to do this. Yeah, it's clearly. made me make my own podcast to talk about the things which you that needed I feel. to do for a long time. Yeah, I feel like it's. I have a lot to say. Can anyone hear the ladder in the background? Yeah, hopefully not. There's a, there's the ladder and the painting. We're currently in a house the that they are painting the outside of the house, so there's some sounds. But hopefully, it's not too big of a deal. But anyways, the reason why we're here, tangent aside, is not only because I love Luca and I know that you guys will too. You, some of you probably already know who he is, but I wanted to have this discussion with him about how our external reality is a reflection of our internal reality. And, you know, in the whole ethos of what I love to speak about in the mission of this podcast is tying that into mindset, mission, and manifestation. Because if you do not deal with your internal reality, you will not be able to step into what you desire, bring forward those dreams, those goals. You will really probably struggle with your mindset. You might not necessarily be able to step into your soul mission. You have to look inward for the external reality to manifest. And Luca is really fantastic with talking about this and going into this with people. He's like one of the, he's like, he's like a miner. He literally like finds the root cause of everything and me and him. the hidden gems. Yeah the, yeah. the hidden gems. Um, and so I would love to just ask you, Luca, like what, you know, this is a conversation that we have often, but where do you feel like all of this understanding for you started? Start. When did you start to realize that your external reality was a re- reflection of your internal oh, reality? Man, that is such a good question. Mm-hmm. Really good question, darling. Honestly, um, hit me with the hard. Learn one. from the best. Learn from the best <laughs> podcaster out there. Yourself. <laughs> um, look, where did it all start for me? Where did I start really realizing? Okay, so the secret. That was that was when I was seventeen. I mean, that's like probably most people's, you know, story to law of attraction and and all this world that we live in yeah. and the different reality that we can choose to live in. Mum, my mum bought me the DVD uh, at seventeen. She goes, "You need to look at this." Or just going on eighteen, because you need to listen to this and watch this. And I'm very blessed. Like, I've only just realised now how mystical my family is. Um, you know, very like lots of very shamanic energy in my family, psychic medium energy. And I've been very blessed with like having an open-minded life. Obviously it's been challenging, very open-minded. And um, anyway, so that was really like the first part where I was like, wow, like the law of attraction is our thoughts create our reality. And like we can really think stuff in and vision boarding and stuff. And so that was the start. 
I didn't really start to utilize it. I was always positive. So I was always like from that moment, it was always like trying to manifest the my thoughts to manifest mm-hmm. the, the closest car park. Like that's what an example they use is like, mm-hmm. you know, if you think you're going to get a park far away, then that's what you're going to create. Mm-hmm. And so I'd go, okay, I'm really going to get a good park and it'll just be about changing my state and mm-hmm. getting positive. And but the thing with the, the law of attraction is that I think, and a lot of people have spoken on this since it's come out, there was a big piece that it's missing, right? And it's not just about what you want. That oh, you want no, it, that at all. And not that's all. where it comes to the inner work. Because how much of it is the ego? Mm-hmm. because you want stuff that's filling a void and that's mm-hmm. what I later got to and I, I didn't get to really get to that until like probably like late, mid to late 20s just as I'm starting this this journey I think it was 27, 26 I did my 26, 27 I did my first Vipassana when I just started popping open like spiritually and awakening and I was like damn like there's more and my Vipassana showed me that there's like so many emotions stored in the body and my awareness could you know observe the emotions and let them pass for those that don't know what's a vipassana vipassana is a a meditation technique from the ancient buddha the original the og buddha siddhartha Gautama. og the og buddha he's um it's his technique that he cultivated three thousand years ago and stayed in Burma and then ended up going spreading through India later on but what do you do like in a vipassana basically you're meditating for 10 days straight silent in silence in a hall in a meditation hall when you're staying there and you're eating two meals a day meditating 12 hours a day no talking no eye contact with anyone um guys and girls are separated your no your phones are taken no journals no reading no books you've got to take it all away and you're literally sitting with yourself for like 12 hours a day yeah and you've got roommates and stuff and i had two other roommates and so you're sort of getting to know them in your peripheries you don't look at them, you don't speak to them, you get to know them, what their habits are and their mm. patterns are, you become super, you're super observant. Mm. And I felt I got to know them just by observing their patterns. Mm. And this is something that I have learned later on in hypnotherapy of like how important it is for us to shut our noise down of the outside or all the stuff coming in and just observe, whether it's observing it out of reality and looking at someone like I can look at you and I can tell what's going on just by the body language that you're giving me or the minimal cues that you're mm. showing me and like something might happen as I mentioned a certain word and you might do something different with your fingers or you might move your body in an awkward way or you might make a facial expression these sort of things became apparent to me back then but now I've later realized mm. even just now I'm starting to realize the power of that mm. so that really started cracking open that sensation of like within me was like holy shit I do actually control parts of my reality and then it's just mm-hmm. like the self-development you mm-hmm. know spiral like I, I don't know how many courses and stuff i've done of like books and stuff i've read and like i studied crystal healing and metaphysics where we're talking about energy and vibration and so and n- now it's all about the healing path and how mm-hmm. our life has changed completely because of mm-hmm. the amount of work that we've done on our internal world mm-hmm. and like what has changed in your life since working on your internal world well, I mean, sitting here with you right now, instead of sitting on the street doing crystal meth, <laughs> is one. Like, um, not, I don't think, I don't know. Because there I, was a time in your life where you were doing that. Mm-hmm, like, that's I not was. just a joke. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, that, that like was it. like a time where I was hiding that, the fact that I was doing that with my ex-girlfriend. I'd come home four o'clock in the afternoon and just had like smoked a, crystal, uh, uh, smoked a glass pipe with mm. crystal meth in it. And went out that night, had dinner. And had a normal life. So I was lucky that I didn't get stuck into it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's because of just the upbringing that I had, my influence that I had from my grandfather and my mum. But now, yeah, so I feel like how much I've ch- shifted now is like one of the things we talk about a lot is like we watch a lot of athletes and we watch a lot of inspiring people and biographies and we're like, oh, my God, like, you know, Tupac to be role model for me recently mm. looking at like how much they're just like in their truth but also cr- honing their craft and for me my authentic self is my craft and so I'm like taking full responsibility and honing my craft every every opportunity I get and so for instance if something happens and I get an emotional trigger so I use this in the fielding method I teach right like I've taught in my class I, I created this fielding method which helps us understand what's coming in our field that's triggering us and use it for for good to change mm-hmm. to heal and so the fielding method is, okay, what's your emotional trigger? And so I'll see an emotional trigger, I'll feel emotional trigger, and I go, shit, that's pissing me off. I might not catch it straight away, but I might reflect on it later and go, what was the actual energy of that thing? Like what was the action? What was the action or the behavior and the energy of that that actually annoyed me? Not just the emotion, but what was the, the trait? And then there's a multiple, few different ways that you can learn how to use that. And can we – and that's – there's there's – that's the fielding method, right? So we funnel it down into two areas. Mm. But basically I'll find the area that that is within me and I'll take full responsibility mm. that that person was attracted into my reality to help me find more of myself. And when you find more of yourself, you piece it together, you start finding your way closer into wholeness. you got things like you don't get triggered as much in, on certain topics anymore. Mm. If you focus on one area that's constantly triggering you, and you take full responsibility and say, okay, what do I need to do to, to change that? Not mm. get that person out of my life. Not oh, they shouldn't mm. be here. I'm going to change friend, group, friend groups. That happens when your vibration changes naturally. Mm. But take full responsibility for your emotions, for your triggers, and work on that one. I guarantee you in, you know, I won't say th- a certain time period, but like not long. Things will shift. You will no longer have that trigger. And like, can you give me like a, I love tangible examples. Like let's talk about someone has a struggle in their life, in their external reality, whether it be at work or with a person or in a relationship and they're wanting to change, shift, um, you know, step into something that's more in alignment with them, create a reality that's more in alignment. Like Mm -hmm. what does it actually look like? Mm, This is why I love doing, um, I love doing like the, speaking with someone about it like the, how I was saying I want to be mm-hmm. on the doing the one-on-one coachings yeah. online live um in the radio like in the podcast format or radio format because I could actually work with something tangible but if I'm thinking about like something that I've yeah give us a uh, example in your experience mm, um okay so validation mm. has been mm-hmm. a big one for me um I'm watching you get every little bit of chocolate out of that cacao. Cacao, I love it. Um, so validation, external seeking external validation has been big for me because of just my experiences growing up, like seeking approval, seeking um, praise from others to make me myself feel worthy and and valid, mm-hmm. and having that sense of approval fills me up. But it's not a healthy way to live because mm-hmm. there should no that should just be topping up your cup not needing it to sustain your cup Mm -hmm. does that make does that make sense like Mm -hmm. the cup shouldn't be empty in the first place and requiring that to fill it up your cup should be overflowing 
with your own self-love and self-worth and then those praise and those validation those sense of that sense of validation just trickles over mm-hmm. and adds into other people's lives because of your energy so full that mm-hmm. that validation gets handed on Mm. And so now we start validating other people and showing how many people. It's like, it's just, I just see the energetics of it. Mm. I was like, it's just a cup that we are empty with and that we can't give to others until our cup is full. That cliche saying, that's the truth. And you got to give to yourself. First. And, so, and that's what was happening, right? So I started noticing a pattern, or, right? You can look at this as a pattern of behavior. And the pattern of the behavior was, well, the trigger actually was, let's, let's stick to the framework. The trigger was if I didn't get views on a certain video that I posted online, um, my I would get anxiety or I'd get a, I'd get like a, I'd get um, was it anxiety? I would feel like your sense of self worth and like meaning was. I would depleted. have low self esteem. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be depleted, and I'd be yeah. like, oh, I don't think it was anxiety, but it was sort of like disappointment. Yeah, it was. It was disappointment. And so I'd get this disappointment and I'd be like, oh. And then when I'd get a video that, you know, had 400,000 views, I'm like, damn, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. so good because social media and all those people out there validated me. Yeah. And so what I ended up doing is I, I go, okay, this isn't healthy. I know I need a sense of validation. So I figured out where I need to, through the fielding method I use. I just It's natural to me. I do this every mm-hmm. single day. Like, where is this coming from? So I found out that this is an unfinished business. Mm. It's a vibration from my childhood. Validation um, makes me feel loved, mm. makes me feel approved because why? Well, my dad left me, my stepdad abused me and my mother was having to look after herself um, and just to like get by and so I missed out on some some basic necessities mm-hmm. of a child, a childhood, right? which is just like love and attention. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and by the way, if there's anyone out there listening to this right now and has a similar experience and they're blaming any of their past, that's very normal. But if you're blaming it, it's still bothering you, mm-hmm. meaning that it's still within you. Mm-hmm. And so I had to process my childhood. And I've gone through ups and downs. I've cried in grief for my mother in certain breathwork journeys. I've cried in anger mm-hmm. for what, I, what happened. I've been super angry about what mm-hmm. I've experienced in my little inner child doing healing. And then I've been super grateful and thankful mm. that my stepfather and my mother had those experiences because it placed me on this path. And without mm. this path, I wouldn't be here now today mm-hmm. with so much passion. So how could you hate someone for giving me purpose? Mm. Right? Um, and anyway, so back to the validation. So I had to make these realizations. So I said, okay, this is not good. This is not for me. I don't want to feel disappointed for this. So I was like, okay, well, what's the thing that I need to, what's the action that I need to stop the pattern that I need to stop? Mm-hmm. Well, I know I need to stop feeling validated from my videos. So if every time I post a video, I'm going to be either disappointed or excited, I'm just going to be on a seesaw. Mm-hmm. So I had to one, pull myself off social media for a while. And I had to work on my inner child. I had to make that inner child feel validated before. So I went back and did inner child work. I went back and did shadow work. I was like, looked Mm. at the worst case scenario. I was like, okay, cool. Everyone hates me. They don't like my videos. Mm. Cool. What am I going to do about it? Well, I'm going to do better videos. Mm. So you use it. So it's like, okay, cool. Let's slingshot it. Mm. And now... and, and yeah, sorry. Continue. I mean, I can think about what I'm at, where I'm at now, Danielle. You've seen the changes. Yeah, it just like doesn't even care. It doesn't even affect you. I'm and like, things are just being brought But I'm more about, field. yeah, exactly. I'm more about the integrity of their message. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do something because I'm tainted by my need for validation mm-hmm. that my message gets twisted. Mm-hmm. 
I'm here to live for the integrity of my message and mm-hmm. the need for it in society. Mm. And so I've been cultivating that and that comes from authenticity. That comes from truth, knowing who I am. So mm. I've just had to take two months off. You know, I get insight. My intuition's like, was two months going to ruin your life? <laughs> like is two months off social media going to ruin yeah. your life while you cultivate your inner self? Yeah. So that's what I had to do. And like it's so cool like I, I mean to realize how empowering we can be and knowing that all the answers are inside of us it does like this is the thing that happens in our reality right we have a problem and we are told to go externally to fix the problem go talk to the person tell them that they were wrong and that doesn't mean that we can't do those things but I think that like it would be so much more empowering if as a society we shifted to the first thing that we do is not figuring out how to fix it externally but looking at okay what is this showing in me where is this vibration in me because this is in my field for a reason because I need to heal it, fix it, love it, um, see it, witness Mm. it, whatever it is, you know, for you. And this can be from the littlest thing. Like even me and Luke are having a conversation. It's so crazy when we start to notice it's like this universe is all just a mirror. We are a living, walking Mm -hmm. mirror, right? Mm -hmm. We were driving the other day and we were talking about self-awareness and Something about like, I think we were saying something about like how in many ways I do have good self-awareness, but in other ways, like my spatial self-awareness isn't very good. Mm. And in like around that moment, I like accidentally cut someone off when we were merging lanes and I didn't realize because my spatial self-awareness wasn't Mm. very good. Like, of course, because that's exactly what was in my field at that time, you know? And even like, I remember saying this in my group program, um, my Clarity Code program recently, it's super interesting, even in environments where, so like in my field, I used to some, uh, you know, years ago have like, you know, when you see like fist fights, like you, maybe you're like out in, in an area or you're out like at night with friends and people will get into fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually never physically been in a fight. I know some people have, but I haven't. And like, I just know now that that's not in my field. Like I actually don't feel worried in so many circumstances because that's actually not a vibration that exists within me. So I'm not going to see it in my external reality. You know, if you are someone that is constantly literally around physical, you know, violence or situations or your friends are getting in fights and stuff like that, it's like, where is that within you? Mm -hmm. Because that is in you in some way, shape or form, because it's being like represented in your external reality. You know, even Mm -hmm. in like, you know, parts of our relationship at the beginning, you know, we had this really interesting dynamic, which I mean, so many people have, you know, when you you get together, especially when you're kind of like in a spiritual contract, loving relationship, we are both triggering each other in in different ways. Like I was seeking, um, like you, Luca was being triggered by how much love that I had for him because he didn't know how to handle that much love because of the lack of love that he experienced in some ways as an an inner child. Mm -hmm. And I was being triggered by this desire to feel approved by you, like physically and to be Mm -hmm. loved by you physically. Um, And it was only in our reality because it was within us. Mm -hmm. And once we've started to, and gone so deep on healing that within ourselves our whole dynamic has changed. You know, it was yeah. beautiful back then, but like we don't have those issues anymore in well, so is, many this cases, is that right? Saying, this is that saying that you said before, you don't get what you want, you get what you need. Mm-hmm. And so, you get what you are. Yeah. And so what you what you wanted was just someone to just ex- like be there all over you, fully love you yeah. and accept your love and love you equally back. Mm-hmm. 
but you didn't get that because if you had got that, then how does one focus on filling their own cup of self-worth mm-hmm. if they don't get a torch shined on it mm-hmm. to say, hey, maybe look in there. Maybe if you're needing something outside of yourself, maybe have a good look inside why, what's missing. Mm-hmm. And so both of us had that. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm like craving love but can't accept it. So it's like, well, why? Because it's so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Because what do I do if I'm loved? Who am I? Because my identity has become so much of my past mm. that this new identity had to take time for me to get comfortable with. We've been together for two years, two and a half years? Almost three years. <laughs> really? Well, two and a half? Depends. It was kind of like an us, a general fading into. Partly like March. Yeah. March yeah, 2019. No. Yeah, two years. Two and, yeah. Two and a bit. Yeah. Uh, November didn't count because that was like just where we were seeing each other and stuff. <laughs> Not to get into the details of her relationship. But, yeah. but like uh, the reason why this is so powerful and so important, I think, for people to understand is so often we can think that the answers are outside, you know, and I've even had some really um, interesting conversations with with clients where they're like, you know, wanting to manifest this thing. I wanting to get this job. I wanting to get this amount of followers. I'm wanting to get this recognition, but it's just not happening. Right. Like oh, we've yeah. all experienced those times. Like, why do I feel like I'm hitting a block? Why do I? I feel like this isn't in my reality why am I not attracting the relationship attracting the job it's like what do you need to look at inside of you what do you need to heal inside of you what do you need to witness inside of you because once you do that it'll show up externally 100% what do you need to learn what do you Mm -hmm. need to learn that's really it we're on the earth school Mm -hmm. And, and I love what you said before about the mirror like it is insane how once you realize how everything is really just mirrored back at you, we call this synchronicities. You know, synchronicities are a form of this, that they're just guides that you're on the right path, that you're actually mm-hmm. seeing the right things. Eventually, sometimes, you you know, we might need three moments of synchronicities to tell us that, that what we're needing is right here, right now. But eventually, if you tune in enough, you only need it once because you'll be able to feel it in the body mm-hmm. and you'll say, that was for me, without having to need, you know, proof from the universe be like come on like send me another one just so Mm -hmm. i really know but if you're actually in touch with your inner self you don't need it once Mm -hmm. and that's what i've experienced Mm -hmm. you only need it once you go yep that was for me because Mm -hmm. i'm listening enough because i'm taking away all these distractions from the outside world and all these fake all this fake shit from the outside world that that i think gives me meaning Mm. that i need to feel something it's not the case. Look within. And if we choose to do that, we can learn something really, really special about ourselves. For a lot of people out there right now going through really traumatic, hard stuff, life doesn't owe you shit. One of the things I know is life doesn't owe you shit. It's what you choose to do with what it's given you. Mm. And that's where you'll find the gifts. So, and I'm only, and something that I don't know if you'd ever say that because you and I have had different experiences. You've gone after your shit. Mm-hmm. You've gone after it and you're going, you know what? I could have a comfortable, normal life here, but it would be mediocre and my heart says no. And that's what you did. You went after that hard journey and you took, it, took off and struggled for many years in Perth trying to get the Olympic team and look who you are now. My journey was different, but equally challenging. None of it owed a shit. It didn't get itself presented to us. We had to make a decision. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And are we going to choose to look at ourselves as 
this identity and stay in this identity forever and just try and sit in comfort or are we going to choose to change because that's been the only thing that has ever been consistent ever mm-hmm. is change everything is constantly evolving we right. cannot keep it still and we need to evolve with that right and if you don't change you don't grow so you've got to get real comfortable with change Mm -hmm. and looking at your environment helps you do that looking at your triggers looking at the emotions and and choosing what can i do with this why do i want to even do it what do i even want to do in the first place Mm -hmm. but going back to what i was just saying finding meaning in that like i call this mia finding meaning in adverse in adversity Mm -hmm. can we do this can we find meaning in adversity because it's there if you want it. I choose to see this is helping me. It's mm. happening for me, as we say. Mm-hmm. Or if it's happening to me, you're like, oh, I'm avoiding it. This is crap. I'm complaining. I'm doing all this shit, you know? And sometimes you, like, you know, we're, like, very big advocates. You got to feel it, right? You got to, you know, when you're in the adversity at first, you're not going to want to maybe find the lesson. You got to, it's not about toxic positivity and, like, positive overriding things. You got to feel it. You got to move through it. But on the other side... Every fucking adversity can be the greatest blessing. And, you know, we've been through a lot in our own lives individually and seen so many people that have gone through their own stuff. And there's... Yeah. When you can make your biggest challenge, your biggest triumph, you become the creator of your reality. And and so much of that comes from going so internal. Hard. So hard, though? What? That is very hard. Like, I I mean, I agree. But yeah. it's like, let's be real. Like, that can be so hard for people. Yeah. Especially who they're not like you and I right now we've read all these books found these courses think about when we were at the start think about who we were at the start struggling like really trying to understand what this was all about Mm. so like you and I were fascinated by it because remember we listened to all these different podcasts and stuff and we're like oh my god this is so epic yeah but the people that don't realize that they're fighting with their husband in fact or their wife they're fighting with themselves yeah. Those people that are listening to this podcast right now can finally see that they're actually starting to see a resemblance of themselves in people outside themselves. And that's the key. That's the thing I wish I learned sooner mm-hmm. is that how to, how to read the universe, mm-hmm. how to read your field, how to gauge your field. None of, no one's taught this shit. This is what's been ancient. This is ancient mystical teachings. Well, how do you then? Fielding method is one way that I did it. That's literally what I wrote. Remember, I wrote this in Bali. I wrote the fielding yeah. method through my own experiences. I was like, there's reasons why people are coming into my field. Remember, it was that guy, that one guy yeah. that kept coming into my field. We talked about this yesterday. He was, I, I always look at cause and effect, right? So cause and effect, some people call it karma. It's the law of cause and effect, action and reaction. Someone can come into your life and people say, oh, that's just karma. You know, something's happened to you that you've done to someone else. That's just karma. Karma can happen to you. You can be doing something. Someone can be doing something to you that you're doing to you or someone could be doing something to you that you're doing to others. Mm -hmm. And that was how I saw the world. I was like, yep, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to take responsibility for this. But then I saw another aspect and that was what I call unfinished business. This is in the fielding method. I taught this Mm -hmm. in my change of reality course. I haven't run my next change of reality course, but I think I'm going to teach this in Soul Codes, Mm -hmm. um, which is going to be coming up. Declaration was made. Yeah, Soul Codes, I think this is a a very important thing for people to learn. I'm going to run that in the three-month program. 
Um, so there's this unfinished business aspect. Now, this is like an opportunity to come into alignment mm-hmm. with yourself. So it's like someone's coming back around, it's unfinished business, to help you find you. And there's two aspects to this. There is vibration and alignment. So vibration is something from the past. It's unfinished from the past, right? So childhood trauma could be bringing this situation back up again. For instance, mm-hmm. a relationship that's abusive because you watched, you know, your dad was abusive. Mm-hmm. And so now you find a partner that's abusive and you, because your, your level of love is to what you've witnessed already in your past. Okay, mm-hmm. and so that's uh, that's vibration. That's understandable. Most of the work there that's going to be done is inner child work. Um, and then if you go into the other aspect, which is alignment, you're being called to rise. Mm-hmm. Now, change is the only thing that's consistent in this whole universe. So this is where we get an opportunity to change ourselves, change our alignment, change our vibration in itself. So what I found was there was this situation with. Um, with this guy in Bali who we just we just moved to Bali, right? And there was this mm-hmm. one guy doing this course. He was like a German guy. Actually, you know, did a lot of really cool things. And he's But he was very salesy, very salesy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he had messaged me on Facebook Messenger and after this workshop thing that we went to, it was a free workshop, and he said, hey, I just wanted to um, get your email. I couldn't quite read it on the, on the list because he was collecting emails, right? Mm. You know, that old trick. Yeah. Collecting emails and I, and I was like... Oh, cool. I, actually, I didn't see it. I didn't see. I saw the email, but I didn't write back. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to give him my email. I don't. I don't like the vibe. And so I was like, I'm not going to see this guy again. You know, this was in one little workshop in Bali. I was yeah. like, turns out I'm having a coffee with a friend, and this guy walks into the thing, and I was like, oh, he's in the cafe. That's him. <laughs> And I was like, we ended up seeing this dude like every freaking couple days. I'm like, this guy's like following you at multiple different places around Bali. This guy kept showing up and Luca was being triggered by him like consistently. I was like, like, he's just such a snake. so interesting. I was like, he's just such a snake. And then it turns out my mate who's with me calls him over, knows him, calls him over. And I'm like, (gasps) you fucking kidding me? And so I'm like. Anyway, I introduced myself to him. I didn't know if he'd going to remember me, and and he remembered my name from the message that he sent me. And he and I said, "Oh, I'm Luca." And he goes, "Oh, Luca, did you come to my course?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he goes, "Oh, I sent you a message." And I was like, "Oh, did you?" I'd seen it, and I was like, "Oh, did you?" I didn't see, and I lied straight away. So I was out of alignment. Yeah. And then, um, and then he and he goes, "Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to um, get your details, and I'll add you to the to the promotion of the list of like for the upcoming stuff." And I was like. Oh, sure. No worries. Yeah. And so I gave him my stuff and then I, th- I, I gave him my details and I saw him added in his phone and he added me in as a lead. He said lead. He didn't even put my, he put Luca and then dash lead. And I was like, you just proved my point. Like you don't care about me. <gasps> oh, like so for people that don't know what a lead is. Yeah. So a lead is like, like you a know, a potential sale, lead, yeah. a potential sale. Just making you feel like you're a dollar sign. And that's what I felt like. I felt yeah. like a number and a dollar sign. And I mean, if I break this down, I could probably find so many different things in here that could help me. But the yeah. main thing that it helped me with was realizing I had an opportunity to come into my highest alignment and I didn't because I lied and I didn't have that. I had a moment there to tell him my truth and one for me to step into alignment, but the other one for to give him an opportunity to change and come yeah. into alignment. Because I could have said to him, instead of what I did, what I didn't, what I did do was I lied and I said, um, 
I, I think I said to him, what did I say? I was like... You fall into like major people pleaser. You're like, yeah, yeah, no worries. We've all did. done that, right? You're just like, you don't want to be a bother. You don't want to have the hard conversation with someone. You're like, yeah, yeah, I might come. Or yeah, no worries, take this. And like giving this like false impression to someone instead of just being like, no, sorry, buddy, that doesn't align with me. I'm all good, yeah. thank you. So that's what exactly what I did. I went major people pleaser. Yeah. And I could have said, mate, you know what? Honestly, I don't think I'm going to do the course. Like I love that you what you're doing, but it just wasn't for me. Didn't do that. So I ended up going back and I gave him that detail and I was like, oh, that just didn't feel right. And so I went back and I was just processing it to my at our villa and I was like, this is another reason why people come into your field because at this point I'm building that ebook. I was yeah. building the ebook on and, and creating the fielding method. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, there's another reason why people are coming into my field. This is it. I see it now. It's unfinished business. Yeah. I and I was speaking with a mate, and I said, "There's a reason why I've got to. I had to. I had to come into my highest alignment here." Mm. And turn. And anyway, once I started realizing this, he eventually dropped off our radar. We ended up yeah. stop seeing him. Once that I started the crazy this. thing, right? That's the crazy thing when you start to face these things, they just kind of fall away. Yeah. And like, even we were having a conversation about doing this podcast the other day and we were saying like, oh, well, let's try and think of something in our life recently or like yours, you specifically, your life recently where this has come up and, and we we're kind of like, and you were saying to me, you're like, I don't really have any examples. So I'm like, isn't that the fucking point? Yeah. Because you've actually, Luke has been doing so much inner work in the past year, past two years, but very much in the past like even year, past six, six months. months yeah. And no one's been in his field like that. No Be- one's been chaotic in my field. Yeah. But there's been little triggers. Yeah. But nothing's been chaotic mm-hmm. for us to create a good example. Like I think the micro triggers that we talk, like the micro moments that you and I are talking about is like just you and I. Yeah. Or like oh opportunities God. to come totally. into alignment when um, we're around your family or yeah. we're around other people that like have different values. Yeah. Am I coming into my highest alignment in that moment? Or yeah. am I really looking at those little micro moments that are giving me an opportunity to come back and find myself? And so because I'm going deeper into that, I'm taking full radical responsibility that it's actually not them, mm-hmm. it's me. And I'm responsible for what comes into my field. So if something chaotic comes into my field, I'm not blaming someone. I'm going, okay, well, how did I bring them in here? Mm-hmm. Look, whether the vibration, the law of vibration, whether what we're talking about is actually scientific, re- scientifically real, doesn't matter. The point is the mindset that it gives you, and the point is is that the feeling that it gives you in to live an emp- empowered yeah. life, mm-hmm. and that's more important. So don't look at oh, is this right or is this wrong? Who cares? This is what I'm doing to take full responsibility in my life, to change my life, to live a life that I want. Totally, because in one sense, like, it can be a little bit, like, triggering or frustrating or, like, you know, because you always have to look inwards. And sometimes, like, even me and Luca have, this is, like, our life. We have these conversations all the time. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go there. I know what this is. This is happening. It's a reflection of me, but I just want to, like, feel the feels. And you get to have those moments. But it's also really freaking amazing because all of the answers that you need to shift your life and create your life like all the changes start within you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for anyone else. All the information exists. You, there is so many, so much information, so many coaches, so many people, so much YouTube videos, podcasts, books, all the things out there for you to change. And it, you need to go inward to make it happen. And yeah. it's empowering because you don't have to wait for anyone else to save you. Yeah. You are your fucking savior. Yeah. And that's what like I really feel empowered about people understanding because I think so many people like to blame our external reality for the reason why we are the way we are. Yeah. And if you continue doing that, you're going to stay exactly where you are and you're going to stay in victim. Yeah. 
And there's going to be people that say, you know, no matter what, you know, uh, it's well, it's easy for you to say that and yada, 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 yada. But it's the truth. Yeah. And, and I understand as well that some people are in different, um, you know, socioeconomic situations, which allow people to have more privilege. And I completely understand that we're at different places on the spectrum of, of that. However, you could still change your reality when you're looking at even even that in itself, like it's still an excuse that's going to hit someone there and that's going to piss some people off listening to this. Perhaps that's still an excuse. I came. I, I grew up in a first world country. I agree. But it doesn't mean that people outside of first world country in third world countries haven't ever succeeded. Hmm. I grew up from with no money, no fucking nothing. And I've made my way through there with an attitude. Mm-hmm. I made my way through life with an attitude. And look at where I'm at now. So people can use that. And say it's okay for you, but just remember you're also giving away your power in that moment. You're yeah. saying it's I'm not it's not possible for me. Yeah. Well, so be it. That's what the path that you're going. There's two paths here. Yeah. One that's possible and one that's not possible. Yeah. And you just said it's not. So really take real take take responsibility. Yeah. And this is what I'm really passionate about teaching. Is taking responsibility, getting out of ego consciousness. And stepping into like that powerful mindset, which is one of the big things that you talk about. It's like super, super mindset. And yeah. this is not like every single working hour has got to be about cultivating your mindset. It's just like catching yourself. Yeah. Like you've been doing work on yourself consistently, you, every like morning and night journaling. Yeah. Since nearly 12 months. Con- yeah. Like properly, daily. Properly, deeply. Would yeah. you say you've been nearly journaling every day for 12 months? Um, since Julia's mastermind. Yeah, and I, I was, was kind May, of on and off it? before that. So it's been more than 12 months now, like deep, deep journaling. It's like changed my life. Daily journaling. And you've been processing your stuff. Processing yeah. your stuff. I'm not saying you're perfect. You've still got a lot of things that you're working yeah. through that I know of personally. And <laughs> <laughs> you still got lots of fucked up shit you got to work through. That's <laughs> you, what you're saying. You still, got, <laughs> you still got issues. No, but. Like me. Yeah, and we all do. We all do. But we're doing the practices daily and going, yeah, okay, I, I've realized there's multiple realizations that happen and these, you know, these realizations are able to send you in a new direction. But mm-hmm. you've got to be willing to see the realizations. So there's so much here and I was going to actually talk about something else there. Oh, I was, you know, one of the things I really want to talk about was this moment where I questioned everything is a mirror and reflection. And this was in Bali. Like you didn't think that it was. I was like, you sure this is the case? Because <laughs> I can't see this. Like this is this was in Bali... We were in Bali and I was spoke with, on the phone with one of my good mates, Tim Morrison. Yeah. And, you know, he and, he's obviously deep in this work as well. And um, I spoke with him and I said, mate, like this per- – I'm talking about a particular person. I said, like, this is just what's happened. I had this experience come up. This was probably my last experience. Um, this come up and I, had, I was forced to step into alignment with my truth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what triggered me. This is the thing that triggered me. And I said, you know how everyone says that it's in you? I don't think this is in me. I really don't think this is in me. Yeah. And he just laughed and he's like, yeah, yeah, I totally know what you mean, bro. Like I feel, I I get that often as well. I was like, I don't think that's a mirror in me. And I was sort of starting to reject that. But it might be in fragments. It might not be exactly the way it is, but it might be a fragment of it. 
I guess that's sort of um, one of the things that I want to do more is like work specifically with people and helping them see their reality as a reflection of them. That's mm-hmm. why I want to do those that radio show. I'm calling in whoever's listening to this. I'm calling in um, myself being a radio host and mm-hmm. helping people do call in, like calling in one-on-one, like a new age radio channel and and helping people with call-ins and like mm. help p- process this. You're declaring it. It's one of the first. That's, that's one of my 12-month goals. I, I want to be on a radio show. And for those that don't know, in my five steps to manifesting, um, declaration is the first part. Not the only part. Let me just say that. So what Some are, the, get, are the four parts? Oh, this, that's a whole other podcast. But it's declaration. De- decide and declare you have to decide what you want so you've decided yeah he's decided because in my heart Decla- yeah and it's aligned in your heart and you know declaration also like it's i believe it's speaking to the universe you're putting it out there you by you saying it um and i have this in my book as well um by you saying it you're not only keeping yourself accountable but you're keeping me accountable to you for your word and then you have to reveal and heal any of the limiting beliefs that are stopping you from getting there then you have to affirm and confirm by taking the consistent spiritual and physical daily alignment include gratitude find gratitude in what you already have and com- then number five completely release expectations. okay so give me numbers before you say it because i, I got lost in about three or four there number one is decide and declare yeah number two is reveal and heal Number three is affirm and confirm. Number four is include gratitude. And number five is release expectation. But there's a whole nother podcast that you guys can listen cool. on that because that's not in here. Um, I feel like I need to take notes on that myself. Yeah, you should take my manifesting masterclass. Okay. <laughs> I will. You can sign up. But okay, so wrapping up here for everyone that has been tuning in to this today. For those that are having something that is, they're struggling with they're in, in their external reality... And they want to change that mm-hmm. something in their external reality, whether it be manifesting something, clearing something, healing something, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You're doing a little dance. Mm-hmm. Luke is dancing here. Yeah, <laughs> He's I love feeling this it. Shit. He's feeling it. Feeling it. Bobbing his head. Um, what are three things that you suggest for them to do beyond this podcast to help them? <clears throat> this is my call okay, to so, action. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you go to the first bit again for people that want to what? For people that want to change their external reality. Yeah. And know now for listening to this podcast, it comes from their internal reality. What yeah. are three actions that they can take? Oh man, so many. Okay. So They're like simple three. it down. The first thing is you want to take full radical responsibility. I think that's like the most important thing. So that's taking back your blame, your projections, your judgments, your excuses, your criticisms, pulling all of that back Mm -hmm. and saying no one's done shit to you in some way it has meaning to help me that's the first thing okay like and i mean this is this this works with a powerful s on the end this works okay i'm adding that in there one more time this works (laughs) yes um the s for yes S doesn't stand for yes. That makes no but, sense. Listen. <laughs> yes. The S stands for the ye- S. There's and like yes. some secret Ill- Illuminati that, message in this now, that right means now. Nothing. That S makes no means sense. success. <laughs> yes. Now they're just confused. So step number the one. The first one is taking full radical, radical responsibility, responsibility. Okay. and pulling all of your projections back. So that includes yeah. blame, um, excuses, criticism, judgments. All of that, pulling it all back, resentment, pull it all back. Now, the second one is look at your triggers. Like Mm. the first thing, like when someone enters your field with a vibration that does not 
that that brings up a uncomfortable vibration within you because it's an earth school that we live on an earth school that there's going to be opportunities for us to grow and learn so the trigger is we're bringing it up to the surface so you imagine pulling a root up that down the bottom of like as on the surface you've got the you've got the weed and you're pulling the weed out of the ground down in the surface down the the depths, the soil's moving and it's vibrating, and you're starting to feel like the worms are moving. You guys should see the the what Luke is like acting out right now. You think, it's, it's so you think about that, right? And it's like moving this up. You're feeling the sensations of the earth moving. That's mm-hmm. the trigger. That's the emotional charge in, inside mm-hmm. you. So something's being pulled out, and so when someone enters your field, the emotional charge is going to trigger you mm-hmm. because they're trying to pull a weed out. That's what the thing is. It's mm-hmm. helping you find you. So focus on your emotional triggers, journal on that. Mm. And I think the next prompt is looking at, would that be the next important thing? I really think this is probably the next important thing. So taking full radical responsibility, then looking at your triggers. Then number three. And then number three would be finding where, finding what it is, the lesson in this experience. I think mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think if that sort of works in with the fielding method, if there's anything more important than that. And if people want to know like the whole fielding method, you guys can go and check out Luca. Um, I don't promote it on most any of my stuff. But as, you're going to be doing that in your programs and stuff like yeah, that. And yeah, I think, yeah. that I think I'm going to start talking about it more that. often anyway. Yeah, um, it's super powerful. And, and you can reach out to him if you want to understand it more. But I think that those three steps are really powerful for people because... Like we said, it's gonna, it's, it might upset you. It might shake, you know, the ground underneath your feet to tell you that everything out in your external reality is comes from within you, but it also empowers you. And I want you guys to leave from this podcast and listening today, realizing that you can totally fucking change all of that. Well, let, let me explain why though. Like, why is this important? Because think about what people want is change, right? People want a yeah. peaceful life. Yeah. So you want to have less emotional s- s- swings. Yeah. And to find more contentment, more joy, more peace in your life, more happiness, more gratitude, appreciation, yeah. inspiration, enthusiasm, all that sort of stuff. Now, first you can take full radical responsibility. So now you're stop living, you're gonna stop living in the past. And you're gonna take responsibility and go, okay, whatever happened to me happened to me. There's a note, there is meaning to it. Let me find it. Mm-hmm. The second one is now I'm gonna take full responsibility that what's coming into my field has meaning to help me heal. So I'm going to, the way I find that is through the emotional triggers. Mm -hmm. Now, when I find what's healing me through the third step, I ask, what's this teaching me? Mm -hmm. What am I, what is it helping me look at? Mm -hmm. What is this digging up in me? Where does this come from? Just by looking at where, like where it's coming from, where this is connected to, what this is connected to, the step three, you're now able to change your perspective on what's happened in the past. Now, if you can't get an instant answer or a spontaneous thought doesn't pop up of where this comes from, because a lot of the times your unconscious will just shoot it out at you. Mm -hmm. So you just got to take what first comes up. If you can't do that, meditate on it. Now, this triggered me. What's the behavior, the action of this? Why did this trigger me? And it takes you back to the part of your past or takes you back to an experience or a memory or a flash or maybe you see it in your dream. Mm. Then you look at that and you write that down. Now, what you've just done is you've started the process of healing because the observation is a start of realization. And what we're doing here is going through the process of self-realization for transformation. Mm. Um, now, that, that why is this all important? Because you're changing the inner vibration. Now, something when you find where it comes from and you start working through that, this is 
everything I do, right? Mm-hmm. Helping people heal. When you start changing that, you change your vibration. What happens when you change your vibration? You change your environment. You change your, you change your reality. You change your life. Yeah. You change the way you show up. And people go to you, man, what have you been doing? Uh-huh. I just had one of my clients message me <coughs> this morning and say, she goes, she, I'm going to send a prayer for you. She wrote this most beautiful message. She said, I'm sending a prayer for you because you are the most beautiful human. You've helped Aww. me so much. And yesterday she sent me a message of how her partner said she's changed incredibly Aww. and she's so grateful that she's like done this because she's she can notice the changes she's not reacting to certain things now if you're not reacting to certain things because something in you isn't being triggered yeah because there's a vibration that's shifted yeah that's the process Uh uh-huh and i think that's what people don't realize because i love talking about manifestation and i love talking about stepping in creating our dream life and all this shit but so much of that majority of that is healing and going inwards and figuring yeah. out what's coming up inside of you. Because by doing that and clearing that and working on your subconscious vibration and energy, you're out, your external reality will naturally shift. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think when we sometimes hear a little bit about manifestation, I just decide what I want and I bring it into my reality. I want a car, boom. No, it's like, no, you have to do the fucking healing. Manifestation does not come yeah, totally. without healing. Stepping into your Changing soul your mission, you know, having a like powerful mindset to create your life does not happen without healing and bringing awareness to the belief systems that are not serving you and looking inward, which is why this conversation is so freaking powerful. Yeah, so. so important. And that's it. Like, I mean, there's so much to all of this. Like, he- And my definition of healing, before we finish up, is the emotional journey back to your truth. Mm. It's simple. It is an emotional journey. It is energy in motion and it's mm-hmm. moving back to your center, to mm. your truth. Mm. So all of you guys, I'm freaking honored to be here and talking about this stuff. I realize how passionate I am about this. And um, Don't worry, Luke is definitely going to be back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I like this co-hosting business. Yeah, I know. We're that's fantastic a, at it, aren't on, we? Like now I'm, I'm going to throw you on mine. But you're just trying to get on your podcast for like six months. Didn't have me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, um, I do appreciate you having me on here, darling. It's been so lovely to have you here. And I want you to just leave everyone with one little takeaway. One little takeaway from Luca Reedy. The first thing that comes to me is everything is helping you find you. Mm. everything is helping you find you bada bing bada boom thank you for listening to my souls i love you you're amazing Mm -hmm. thanks for being here luca big love we'll have you on here again if you guys have anything that you want us to speak about in the future as well please let us know we love your feedback and hopefully if you've had any takeaways from this podcast i would love if you share with myself Danielle Cuttlewell underscore on Instagram or Luca Reedy on Instagram um, and TikTok as well. And I hope you guys have the most beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Realize that you can change your reality outside of you by changing your reality inside of you. Boom, baby. Love y'all. Adios. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. 
So thank you for listening, beautiful souls. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>